time Make a difference One cup at a time So be sure to grab your tea Grab a seat And tune in to Miss Liz Tea time Making a difference One cup at a time Well, welcome to Tea Time, Miss Liz is back, and it's evening tea time, and tonight we have a special tea time happening. We have not one guest, but we have four incredible guests. Uh, yeah, one, two, three, four, five, five incredible guests. We have uh, Skull Games in the house, and we have the founder and president here, along with three amazing women that are part of Skull Games. They'll be sharing their stories, so I want you to all be respectful of their time and no uh, outrageous questions out in the comments and section. And if you guys do have a question or a comment, you can leave it in the section below or you can privately DM Miss Liz in my Facebook page and I will get those questions out to the ladies and Jeff tonight during our broadcast. So before we get started, we're going to do the disclaimer and we're going to give you a little bit on what Skull Games is and who the speakers will be. And then we're going to spill some good TEA with all of you guys. So the disclaimer for Miss Liz's Tea Time Live Show. Miss Liz, myself, is going live using StreamYard. Before leaving a comment, please grant StreamYard permission to see your name at StreamYard.com. Please be advised that the content brought forward for any Tea Time show hosted by myself, Miss Liz, is always brought forward in good faith. However, may bring forward dialogues and opinions that are not representative of my platform. The facts and information are perceived to be accurate at the giving time of airing. All Tea Time guests and audience participants are responsible for using their good judgment and taking any action that may relate to the discussion. The content brought forward may include discussions for some where they may be emotionally at risk. It is significant to know that this show is engaging in discussion forms only to offer and inspire awareness and connection and is not providing therapeutical advice. If you have any questions about the disclaimer or panelist discussion, you may freely contact me, Ms. Liz, through my email at bookymissliz at gmail.com. Moving forward, should you choose to voluntarily participate in tonight's show in any aspect, I myself, Miss Liz, welcomes you. And should you decide that the show is not made for you at this time, I respect those wishes and will see you at a later show at a later date time. And again, all tea time shows are done on Thursday, 3 p.m. and 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we bring you a different tea each and every week. So now I'm going to give you a little bit on who I have in the background. And then I'm going to pop them up on the screen one by one. So we have the founder of Skull Games, Jeff Tiggs. With Jessica Lambs, she's coming in from Atlanta Redemption Inks. Then we have Ivy Shergan, Candice Spangler as a special guest. Hunt, they hunt predators, identify and inter, interdict, interdict trick. I'll get Jeff to say that word. Trafficker empowered communities. Jeff Tiggs is the president and founder. He's retired counterterrorism and counterinsurgents ex expert with over 25 years of service in the U.S. Army Special Operations. He has led units in combat operations worldwide, including deployments in Panama, Iraq, and Afghanistan. Notable among his leadership roles are serving as a surgical, surgical strike advisor to the U.S. Army Special Operations Command, the USASOC commanding general and acting as a counterterrorism advisor to the United States Security Coordinator, USSC, in Jerusalem, Israel. 
with a master's degree from the Naval War College in National Security and Strategistics Studies, Jeff's extended knowledge and experience are integral to Skull Games Task Force. Under Jeff's guidance, the Skull Games Task Force harnesses the talents of inter intelligence professionals from the military, law enforcement, and the private sector. Skull's Games utilizes open source intelligence, OSINT, to identify victims of sexual exploitation, the predators abusing them, and other persons of interest by crediting leads that enable law enforcement to interrupt the cycle of abuse and restore survivors of trauma to a life, hope, and healing, and freedom. So now let me get these incredible people up here. So let me start with Jeff. Welcome, Jeff. Liz, good and to see you again. Ivy. Welcome, Ivy. Then I'm going to get Jessica in here. Welcome, Jessica. And then I'm going to get Candice in here. So welcome, guys. So I'm going to start with Jeff. Jeff, could you tell us a little bit on how Skull Game started? And then we're going to go to each of the ladies and get their stories. Thanks, Liz. So that, that long intro of my military experience, really, when you when you whittle all that down, it's it's working by, through, and with partners and building teams. So especially in counterinsurgency and counterterrorism, we're working all across the globe and you're partnering with the people that live inside these villages. They live inside these places where the, the warfare is occurring and we come in and out of it. And what we've created in Skull Games is a, is a task force. We don't live very close to this crime. Like, you know, I come home to my house. I live in Oregon. I'm not downtown in the inner city. I'm not dealing with the, the victims and the survivors on a day-to-day -day basis. But we created a team that is designed to interdict the predators that are exploiting them and purchasing them and then giving them an opportunity for a new life and a new chance to freedom. And these three incredible women that are here with me is that perfect example. They live much closer to the crime than I do. They have their own individual personal experiences. As they have come outside of those experiences, they have dedicated their lives to continuing to help others. Um, the little that we could do with Skull Games is teach them what you talked about earlier is OSINT, open source intelligence. So all three of these women have gone through courses on how to uh, understanding the intelligence cycle that we use in the military and, ad and identifying these predators that are abusing women. Um, that's really the, the biggest thing that we have with survivors is as they have moved through a process of restoration, those that want to get back and uh, deliver justice to these predators. Um, I know when you get a chance to talk to all of them, they're going to be able to share with you what that experience is like. From the founder of Skull Games, they're absolutely invaluable because we have this combination of law enforcement. We've got intelligence professionals. And then we have these women that have lived through this. They're smarter than computers. They're faster than computers. They're able to teach everyone else in the team what it is that we're seeing. They have deep levels of intuition. They all have their own expertise. So as they are part of the Skull Games teams that we hunt on a regular basis, uh, I couldn't speak more highly of each and every one of them. So I'm really proud to share, share, uh, share all three of these women with you, Liz. Well, I'm just, I'm amazed that I was able to get you onto my platform because when I heard about Skull Games, I was like, what is that Skull Games? I was like, like, is that a video game? Like what's going on? And I had found you through Jan Edwards, who was on uh, Tea Time in season one with Paving the Way. So 
Uh, that's how I found Skull Games for anybody that's interested in how Miss Liz found out about Skull Games. So it's just a dot to another dot, right? And we connect the dots and we make a difference. <laughs> so I'm going to get Jessica to come up and share a little bit about what she does and, and who she is and all of that. So Jessica, I'm going to pop you up as a solo and I'm going to let you take over the stage. <clears throat> Hi, I'm Jessica Lamb. I'm the founder and executive director of Atlanta Redemption Inc. And I'm also a survivor to Hunter with Skull Games. And I also help them with iconography, which is the study of an image and what it's linked to. So I help them on their team um, when we're on hunts to be able to identify people through tattoo and scarification. Um, did you? No, go ahead, you know? Jessica. Okay. So um, I'm a survivor myself. I have been out of the industry for over 18 years. Um, my, my experience comes as a minor teenager and then my young adult years um, led to years of addiction, um, homelessness, um, back and forth in between places. Um, I hurt a lot of people in my addiction. Um, I've come out of that. I've been clean for 14 years and or actually, excuse me, 15 years. And um, I actually got to do the last goal game um, on my exit date from my exploiter, um, which was back in October. So um, I'm very honored to be on their team. They are an amazing group of people. They are like family. Um, and, you know, it does, they don't like separate survivors from the people that aren't survivors. It's like we all work collectively together to make an impact and hold people that are oppressing women and children and boys accountable. And so it's really awesome to be able to be a part of their team and collectively work together with my knowledge and my lived experience on top of the iconography and the tattoo piece and put it together and see how we can make things happen. So Jessica, we do have a question that just came in. Could you tell us a little bit about Atlantic Redemption Inc.'s and how they partnered with Skull Games. So Atlanta Redemption Inc., what we do is we provide tattoo cover-ups and removals to survivors of commercial exploitation. No matter their gender, no matter what their background is, we help them make that possible. We also do scar revision and we do tattoo removals. So if there's a minor that comes across and they don't have states or laws in, in their state that says that they can get a tattoo um, with parental or a guardian's consent, we're able to do the tattoo removal. And we actually have tattoo removal specialists in every major city in America. We also have tattoo artists across the country. Um, we're based here in Atlanta is where my hometown is and um, where all my lived experience is from. But I go with Skull Games and aid them with the tattoo identification and um, helping them hunt predators. So Liz, I, I just want to back up for a minute there too, uh, for the, so your listeners understand the necessity that Jessica and her team does. So these these predators will brand their victims just like you brand cattle. They will mark them. They will put their name on them. They will put some sort of indicator on them that that uh, demonstrates possession. It's used to deconflict them as a product as they're moving out in space. They mark them in the digital world. They mark them physically on their bodies. So you can only imagine a woman or a girl or a boy that gets out of this life and she has to look down at her hands or her arm or, her, or look at herself in the mirror on the side of her face or side of her neck. And it, it's this constant, constant reminder of, of what she had gone through. Uh, so the, the absolute healing that comes with what Jessica and her team does is, uh, is remarkable. 
Um, and it's pretty pathetic that it's necessary. Um, but I think if, if, if the listeners understand what that is really happening, these women and children are branded. And Jessica's team gets rid of that for them. And, and it might not always be somebody forcing someone to get a tattoo. Sometimes you get one because you're, you know, there's a trauma bond or you have Stockholm syndrome or you're trying to show loyalty to the game or loyalty to them so you don't get hurt or that, you know, you have protection. And so we've seen multiple cases where women were traded up to another trafficker and then he put a tattoo on top of the previous trafficker's tattoo. And, you know, I talk a lot about that in my own trainings, um, but but yeah, Jeff, like Jeff said, you know, these have these people have to live with that on their bodies. I know I had a tattoo on my wrist and my backside and I had that covered up. And the first time I had it covered up was a horrible experience. But then I had someone repair the previous work and I felt free and I felt liberated. And so it's such a big, powerful step in their healing. And so um, I'm honored to walk along each person that I get to work with. And I remember each person that has come through our program. And since we started, we've been able to help about 927 people. Wow. That, you know, I say, wow, but that's, that's horrible numbers. You know, like we, like Jeff said that, and we shouldn't even be having this, but we do have it. Right. Um, so Jessica, I want to ask you, what was the youngest age that you had to do a cover up on? The youngest age has been 14, um, but this week we had someone reach out from another state that has someone that's 12 that was exploited from a family member. So we're going to be able to aid them with a the removal. Wow. Uh, <laughs> you know, and I wanted this on this platform for a reason, because we need the awareness, right? We need, we need people to understand how serious this is. This is a serious matter, you know. Uh, I want the awareness out there and I'm so proud that you ladies are sitting here with me tonight and Jeff getting these stories out there because we can get that awareness out there and maybe open some eyes and some ears out there that they might know. So what red signs and that can we look for, Jessica, um, through your stories like that you've gone through, Jessica? So what, what signs do you see? Yeah, um, give some from, the tattoos, from the tattoo aspect, yeah. what we see often are, as I'm just going to echo what Jeff said, um, is we see names or property of or references to the game or money. And it's not, a, I don't call it a game because, you know, it's fun. I call it a game because that's what it's referred to. And so we see references to that. We see references to maybe their street name that they had or maybe their bottom we have, we've seen women with that name on them. Um, we've seen a lot of people that have self-harmed. They might not have a tattoo from their exploiter, but they've self-harmed as a coping mechanism. So we've been able to help them with scar revision or even cover it with a new, uh, with something that shows growth or something that's beautiful. So we take those old tattoos and turn them into something um, that they can be proud to have and um, to wear on their body. So a lot of the things that we said that Jeff has already mentioned that I just said. So through your through your agency, uh, your organization, Jessica, you do a lot of education and you also have some services for the, the youths. So what kind of services do you provide? Uh, we provide the, like I said, the tattoo cover-ups, the removals, scar revision, and then we have the Beyond Ink program, which is 
helping people get their high school diploma that maybe had to drop out of high school or, or left high school for whatever reason. We help them have a full inclusive graduation with a cap and gown ceremony. We do that through a partner called Tears Free Academy. Um, and then we have a licensed therapist that works on our team and she provides DBT and holistic therapy for anybody that wants to go through or chooses to have a counseling session. And then I do art therapy on the side. Oh, that is awesome. Amazing work, Jessica. Thank you so much for your services. I, I really, you know, you don't get enough appreciation and I really want to just thank you for what you're doing because it's amazing. I, I've checked out your, your business and that an amazing, amazing work with your, what you guys are doing at Atlanta Redemption Inks. Uh, I'm going to jump over to Ivy now. I, I promise you wouldn't be last and I promise you wouldn't be first. So I'm going to jump into Ivy. And I'm going to get you to share and uh, you can just take a deep breath. We got this and I, I'd like to hear your story. Okay, so let me just start with a little bit of a, um, I don't know what to call it. Anyway, this is my first time sharing my story, so just bear with me because I'm sure the tears are going to come. Um, let me start by saying I started with Skull Games through my husband, actually. He, he started with Skull Games and introduced it to me, and then I participated in one Skull Games um, I, I went to the school games just to kind of see what they were about, learn more about them. And I instantly got hooked and just started hunting and they've been stuck with me since then. So, um, school games has changed my life and given me the opportunity to be a catalyst for change in the lives of others, turning that darkness and that hurt and helping them kind of free themselves from the shackles of exploitation or trafficking um, and it's also provided me with a way to kind of channel that negative energy into positive energy. Um, my story started um, with an ex-boyfriend who it, it was all love bombing at the beginning. It, it felt like a normal relationship. And then it just turned sour in a quick, fast hurry. And I was being exploited and abused for several, several years until I found the courage to remove myself from that situation. And that was about six years ago that I finally got out of that situation and have just been trying to turn my life around since then. Um, participating in Skull Games is a personal crusade for me, fueled by my determination and my drive to ensure that no one else has to endure the pain and the degradation that comes from these kinds of stories. I, I want to be an advocate to others and let them know that there's light at the end of the tunnel and that we're not all held back by our past and what we've endured before. So. Well, thank you so much, Ivy. Uh, you know, we sometimes don't realize eh, that it is our partners that get us. Uh, Jeff knows a little bit about my story a little bit as well. Uh, you know, and this is why I wanted it there because the love bombing does have a real big effect, right? Um, so what has Skull Games done for you, uh, Ivy? Uh, everything. <laughs> I don't even know where to start with that. The biggest thing that they've provided me with is a sense of belonging, a sense of um, determination, um, love. I've never felt the love that I feel when I'm around 
everybody with school games. It's a, I'm trying really hard not to get emotional. So I'm really sorry. Don't, no, don't apologize. You can cry on tea time. <laughs> you know, this is a real platform. This is real life stories. We serve real tea here at this. So Ivy, you know, if tears of joys, tears of fear, you know, we have to let them out. We, we can't hold them in. Yeah. I, I have spent a majority of my life feeling like I didn't belong and I didn't deserve love. And I was never going to find somebody that wanted me to be in their life. So being a part of school games has been I life changing doesn't even begin to touch what school games has done for me and what Jeff has done for me. I've found myself I have imposter syndrome. I still don't to this day. I cannot comprehend how I'm involved with them. Like it just doesn't it doesn't make sense to me. It just doesn't feel deserved. But also at the same time, I'm so grateful because I, I feel like I have been able to find my purpose in life and I've been able to take the negative energy that I've carried with me for most of my life. I'm 29 years old. So taking that hurt and being able to turn it around to guide other women and other other abuse survivors, no matter who you are, in any way, shape, or form, into finding a way to take negative energy and channel it to change even just one life. Even just one is, is enough for me if I can just change one life. And so I, I feel like I keep repeating this, but Skull Games has just they have been the backbone to my my um transformation well thank you so much ivy for sharing and your tears they're <laughs> welcome here they're, you know we, we don't mask anything you know we have laughter we have tears we have anger we have you know, because if we, we start covering up, we're just masking what we've already gone through and we're just re-traumatizing ourselves. So I don't want to do that to any of you guys tonight. Uh, so Candace, I'm going to jump over to you and get you to share a little bit. We're, and we're going to lighten it up a little bit because we don't want it to be heavy. We see awareness out there, but we're going to get these stories out there, but we're going to have some fun as well. We're going to spill some tea in a different way. So let's get Candace out there and then we're going to have some fun. So my name is Candace Spangler and um, I had been trafficked for over 25 years of my life. Um, my first trafficker found me at 14. And um, from that age until six years ago, um, the life that I had lived and the trauma that I had endured and the things that I had to do. And you picked the wrong person to go last because... Ah! <laughs> Ivy has got me already emotional. I'm sorry. Um, just years and years and years of the trauma and having to disassociate with life in general, period. You know, um, I've been out of the life for six years now. And um, when I first got out, I remember like I'd been out for like two years and uh, I'd got some sober time and um, 
under my belt and I started to get into the work field. And it was really hard for me to find um, what I was good at because I had no education. I had no job, job skills, no job training. Um, I didn't, I, to this day, still don't know how to make a resume. Um, and I ended up um, going on a survivor walk where um, we ended up walking down um, the blade on Independence Avenue here in Kansas City. Um, and we um, was just carrying signs and yelling out, we are not for sale. We are not for sale. Taking back what had been taken from us for so many years. And in that walk, I ended up meeting um, a, a, another organization who I'm not going to mention. I'm no longer working with them. Um, but they gave me a call and was like, hey, we saw you at the walk. We want you to come and be a part of our team. And so um, I ended up being the outreach coordinator and case manager for this organization. And we opened up a drop-in center. We started to um, get girls to come in who were currently being exploited on the streets. Um, and a lot of the women that was coming in, I was on the streets with. And so every day that I went into work, I I just the the gratitude and the reminder and the and the the position of which I was in to be able to show these women that there's life out there, like there's life after all of this. Like this doesn't define who you are. Um gave them a little bit of hope, I hope, you know. Um so my mom ended up getting cancer. I moved around with me and she's got cancer right now. So I'm not working. I'm not doing anything but skull games. Um, aside from working with another organization called Value Unconditional, that whenever we do sting operations here in Kansas City with HSI, which is Homeland Security, KCPD, um, I get called in so that when they do get a victim that comes in, um, I'm able to sit down with them and get them resources and and just meet them where they're at, right? Um, sometimes, uh, sometimes they'll take the resources. Sometimes they won't. Just building a relationship with them. Sometimes it's just the icing, right? Um, I've been in contact with quite a few women who I've met at the sting operations. Um, some are still in life, you know, and, and that's okay, you know. But still being able to provide them a plan, an exit plan, should we say, um, that when it is time for them to want to get out, being able to have everything lined up for them, you know, because I know for me, when I first got out, I was like, I didn't know what to do. I didn't. Like, all my life. All my life. That was the only thing that I knew how to do. That commit crimes, do drugs, go to prison, hurt my family, hurt other people. That's all I knew, you know, and um, so since I've been out, you know, uh, being able to show up for these women in a different capacity is what I used to show up because I wasn't a good person. I wasn't at all, but God is good, right? God is good. And um, his, his grace and his mercy, um, knows no bounds, especially for me, like, like, uh, Ivy said, you know, 
Skull Games is my backbone. Like the feeling of camaraderie, the feeling like we're family, you know, like we're family. We seriously, and it's something about um, veterans and survivors and the way we're all able to compartmentalize life because that's what we've had to do in order to survive, you know? And so just, it's just something, the bond that we have is just, it's indescribable. It is, it's indescribable, so. Well, thank you so much, Candice, for sharing. Uh, you know, I, I, I forgot my Kleenex in the back of my laptop here. But, uh, it, it hits home because you just never know who's being exploited, you know? And that's the message I really wanted to get out there tonight was, you know, it could be your husband, it could be your spouse, it could be a family member that is exploiting you guys, uh, you know, exploiting people out there. And right at this moment, as we're speaking and we're sharing this awareness, there's people being exploited. You know, that's the awareness I want out there. That's what I want my listeners to understand is right at this moment, as we're speaking and we're bringing the awareness, there's still people being, you know, hurt. There's people in danger. So we need to start opening our eyes and our ears and start getting that awareness out there. If you notice any red signs or anything like that, um, Candice, uh, what were your reds and red flags that you seen that it was like something's off here like this is not right like like for me when I was 14 or at like at 14 well here's the thing 14 years old you really don't know much about life honestly um you see all these things on tv these music videos with these people with these nice clothes you know and all those things like 14 years old my dream was to have a gold tooth right that was what my dream was and so when my first trafficker um started to groom me buying me nice things, things that I had never had. You know, I grew up poor. Um, my mom used to make my clothes. So that tells you how poor I was. Um, never was able to do any um, extracurricular activities at school. Um, I grew up in an alcoholic home. So all the money that we did have extra went to being at the bar. And so when he comes in and he's got nice cars and he's putting me up in this uh, motel rooms and then finally puts me up in my own apartment and I'm able to get into these nightclubs and I'm able to do all these things, right? It's, it's the glittery things in life that really isn't gold, right? Not knowing at that time. And so the red flags um, for me... Honestly, I can't even say when they would have ever started to be red flags for me because at such a young age, it was what I knew. I thought like this was what people did. This is what you did to get the nice clothes, to get the money. Like this is what you have to do. You know, um, I didn't have very many good um, mentors. I didn't have anybody to look up to except for the dope dealer or, you know, something like that, you know, the girl working at the nightclub, you know, cause of all the flashiness. Right. Mm -hmm. um, it wasn't until probably my 
third trafficker that um, it got really bad for me. Uh, the the more like a gorilla pimp. Um, he was very abusive. Like if I didn't make my quota, like I had been duct taped and hog tied and locked in a closet for days where I devastated on myself, you know, um, not being able to eat, not being able to do anything, you know, um, go here, get right back, you know, and, and a lot of the times, one of the questions I often get asked is, um, how can I drive myself to, to the hotel room? Right. Well, it's a safer choice, right? Like I can go in this room and I can do this with this man and I can do it a lot and be safe. Whereas opposed if I refuse to go, well, then, you know, I'll be locked in the closet or I'll get whooped with the belt or a multitude of things. Yeah. So I would say probably about 2021 is when I probably the red flags had started. But by then I was already seasoned. Right. I was I, I knew that like I lived and died by the game. Yeah. Candace, you hearing you saying that word season. I, I my ex-husband used to say that all the time. You're seasoned now. You, you know, we, we, we your spices in you. You know, you're ready for the next one. Um, a lot of people don't know this about Miss Liz, but my ex-husband was a real monster. And this is why I want the awareness out there, because as you know, Miss Liz brings awareness to things that Miss Liz has gone through. And I really want the awareness out there that it can be your spouse. It can be your husband. And, you know, so many times I heard, oh, well, your husband can't do that to you. Like, he, you know, like, he, come on, he's supposed to be your savior. He's supposed to be the man that watches over you. But he was the man that was selling me, right? Getting the, getting all the nice gifts, like you said, Candace, you know, like the, the fancy cars and that. But it was for him. It wasn't for me. It was... I, I, I would get it for him. So, you know, and that's why I wanted you ladies on here. And that's why I wanted Jeff on here because we need that awareness out there, right? We need the awareness that it's right in our backyard. It could be the neighbor. It could be your family member, you know, keep your eyes open. Um, Jeff, I want to get into how you became the president and founder of Skull Games and how you came up with the game uh, the name Skull Games because when I seen it, I thought it was like a video game. And I was like, they, is that how they capture predators? Like they play video game? Like, because there's so many predators in those games too. Like I have grown kids and I'm just like, uh, what kind of games you playing? Like, yeah. <laughs> so and Jeff, I want to get into that a little bit. Well, you, you've heard all the women refer to it as the game. And I, and I think what, um, that's what traffickers and pimps call this industry is the game. And, and, and quite often the, the victims that are trapped inside of it call it the life and that that dichotomy between game and life if people really take a, a hard think about that speaks for itself uh there's a, a famous quote by a by a pimp i won't even name him where he he said pimping isn't a sex game it's a skull game and the and these are those things even even going back to what candace talked about yeah what people understand and recognize is 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 a sex act but that's that's the tip of the iceberg it's the mind control it's the abuse it's the physical abuse that that each one of these girls has taken inside the stable, uh, the way that he plays them off of each other. I mean, the trick, one of the tricks of these traffickers is to have multiple women. So no matter how tough Candace gets, no matter how tough Jessica gets, he starts to pick on, pick on someone else. And now you have to watch them suffer. 
So the, the this idea of of a game, I've always I I think one of the ways I coped with war was thinking of it as a game. You know, I set up my pieces, they set up their pieces. You know, may the may the best man win. Um, so that was that was part of the reason we called it skull games. And then we we gamified the process. So when people come together, uh, these three aren't going to be on the same team. That would be a that would be really unfair. So each, <laughs> each each all of our survivors go to a different team as a subject matter expert, a lived experience expert. Um, and these teams will compete with the information that they bring in. So they they will identify girls and women that are being sold online. And then who we're really trying to get to is who, who are their exploiters. And the, the, the more information they get that, that turns to evidence that we can push to law enforcement, they get points for it. So it's, it's, it's playful. It's, it's actually a game type environment um, that we play with it. Um, you know, and one thing I wanted to mention too, Liz, you know, um, I'm a retired soldier, right? I, I, I have a retirement, I'm fine. I, I what 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 we're trying to do with skull games is support community all all three of these women are scrappy you know Li, uh jessica is constantly scrapping to make adventure uh, atlanta redemption inc inc survive you know candace is out looking for work ivy is out looking for work i want nothing more than to hire these three women as a full-time part of skull games they're they're volunteers for us because we can't get the funding i don't understand how we break through to to the community uh, none of us all four of us on this on this uh podcast we didn't create physical wealth we created a wealth of experiences and and i'm putting my experiences together as as a soldier as a planner as an organizer as a team builder you know all three of these women are taking their harrowing experiences and we're throwing them all on the table and there are thousands and thousands of americans that have created wealth and this is my challenge. What are you doing with it? What are you doing with the wealth? Yeah. You know, uh, all four of us on this on this call are looking for a job. <laughs> you know, and 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 we're all connected by this thing called Skull Games, which it exists. There is Skull Games exists, right? We have a few people that are getting paid, but 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 by and large, it's a group of people that just believe in protecting and defending others. And it's coming out of our own hide. So, you know, the, 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 your listeners that are out there, if you were touched by Jessica's story or Ivy's story or Candace's story, then get the hell off your ass and support Ad Atlanta Redemption Inc. or Skull Games. Because ladies, how many times have I told you to your face, when Skull Games has money, you have money. When Skull Games is going, you guys are going. And it, it, I, I, it, I'm getting old, Liz. I'm getting old. I've been at this. I've been at this for eight years, you know, and honestly, you know, in, in another eight years, I'll be comfortably in my sixties. And I, I don't want to be on podcasts with these three women telling this same story, trying to eke some funding and support. And I get it. The counter trafficking space, it's full of charlatans. I get it. But look, you're the proof is in the pudding here with these women. We're, we're, we're not fakers. And I'm absolutely humbled by how they identify Skull Games. Liz, we're barely doing anything. We're treating them like human beings. We're treating them like equals. That's it. It's not It's not anything more than that. They bring an incredible talent to us that is uh, so valuable. Ivy, sorry. And even just being treated like a human is more than I could have said before Skull Games. Well, before. that's what's that's what's embarrassing to me. You know what I mean? It's like it, it, it doesn't. 
it doesn't take that much. And again, it, it isn't it isn't just for people that had to suffer harrowing trauma. Like, man, what is the golden rule? Treat others like you would that you want to be treated. And that's that's it is isn't that just simply what we do at Skull Games? Is it really any more than that, Ivy? No, but it's just it's the unwavering kindness and support that I think everybody should be providing to anybody that that walks into their life. I mean, I like you said, it's the, that golden rule, treat people the way that you would want to be treated. And my gosh, the life before this, not, not even just for me, but for, you know, Jessica and Candace both. I mean, gosh, if everybody treated each other the way that we were treated before, Lord only knows. Yeah. It's just gross. It's disgusting. And the thing about school games for me also is that just the, you know, like when, when my self-doubt when my core beliefs that had been breaded into me from the age of 14, that I was not worth nothing, nobody cared for me, nobody loved me, nobody would ever help me, any of that. It was like Skull Games is the total opposite. Like, it's like they don't even see me as a survivor, you know, they just see me as a human being, you know, like I'm just Candace, you know, and the support. And sometimes it's like, because I have no education, like I, I got my school games bought me my laptop that I'm on right now. <laughs> and I didn't even know how to turn it on. <laughs> they just show up for you, um, and they're always lifting you up. And like they, they freaking believe in me when I don't even believe in myself, you know. Yeah. And they help me put to rest those demons. They really yeah. do. They help me and put correcting to rest. the lies, like. All of the lies that we've all been told, you know, you're you're not good enough. Nobody's going to love you. You're trash now. All of those lies that we've been told for our entire lives are being rewritten by school games, by the opportunity that they're providing us to to recognize ourselves and our self-worth and, and helping us rewrite that story and create a different ending than we all thought we would have before you know when i met jeff i it was i believed that i was not good enough to be married i believed that i was not good enough to have friends i believed that i was not good enough to have anything but drugs and abuse in my life and i had i don't know if this is a religious podcast or who believes what but i had a prayer with jeff and i came out of that prayer just i can't even tell you yeah. it felt like all of those lies that had just been weighing me down my entire life were completely lifted and i felt like the next step that i took was finally in the right direction and finally one that didn't weigh a thousand pounds that i felt like i Gosh, I felt like I could just see so much clearer who I was destined to be and not who I was told I was going to be. Jeff, do you feel that the funding is not there because it is stopping the predators? It is stopping them from getting their money. So do you feel that they're kind of putting like roadblocks in the way for donations and support? It's hard to understand. I think, uh, a lot of them, uh, uh, the American understanding and awareness of trafficking is it's an overseas problem. You know, like it, what, that's what the focus is. You know, there was a giant movie that came out this summer that millions of people watched and it was about Colombia, I believe, or it was about Haiti or something like that. 
um, we, we work here in the U S I, I spent, you know, almost three decades trying to make life better for people in, in other parts of the world. And in the meantime, things began to crumble and the levels of abuse that went through the roof in, in, in the United States was, were completely unknown to me. So I think there's a foreign aspect that they, that they look at it too. Um, I, I think the other side of it is, is the restoration and the aftercare for victims, which is, which is very, very important. Don't get me wrong. But I think where we're in that space is how, how does this woman choose a life of freedom um, when she's got this trafficker hanging over her head? He's holding her child hostage. He, she's got the, the, the sisters that she's been working with for two or three years that uh, he is threatening to kill. So you, you have to get this trafficker behind bars. You have to get this guy at least locked up for a period of time where some of this recognition and understanding can come for, for these people that I, I deserve more. And, and, I, and, I, and all they need is just a tiny little assuredity of some safety and some security, and they're able to make those decisions. So I'm, I'm hoping before all is said and done uh, that we stop looking at this as a foreign problem. We stop looking at this like it's, it's the Jeffrey Epstein and the, and the 1%. No, no, this is, this is every man in America. You know, this is, this is your neighbor. Um, and then in order to get the aftercare to really take root and work, we, we've got to get these monsters off the street. And that's why I, you know, I love the, the, the name we just kind of stumbled on with these survivor hunters. These women are more than survivors. I like the survivor thriver, but they're even beyond that. They're hunters now. They, they are going out there hunting predators to protect and defend the, the, the women and girls that, that, that they've been prey with. Well, I think I think when they're they're putting it in a foreign lens, they're causing a distraction, right? Turn the blind eye from what's going on in our own backyards. Uh, you know, I'm in Canada, Jeff, you're in the States, and ladies are in the States, you know, and we're turning that blind eye to what's happening right in our own countries and focusing on others when we we, we could be saving our own brothers and sisters, but we're focusing so much on the foreign lands. And like you said, like the movie that came out and all of that, you know, that was a big hype. And then it went silent. As soon as they got all their funding, they got in the movie theaters. You never heard anything anymore. You didn't hear anybody else speaking about, let's share the movie. Let's get it out there. You know, and freedom, sound of freedom. I know you're going to come for me, but you know what? Miss Liz is all, I got a big back. I've gone through enough in my life too, that, you know, we need to stop worrying about what's going on in other countries and take care of our own brothers and sisters first so that we can take care of our brothers and sisters in other countries, uh, you know, so we can stay strong. Um, I want to really lighten it up. We're, we're almost at the hour, guys. That's how fast it goes on tea time here because we just we just flow like a nice smooth cup of tea. But Jeff, you gave me a tea of uh, teamwork, empower, and action. So I'm going to ask all of the ladies what they think of when they hear those three words, because that's the tea we're going to serve tonight. And then we're going to jump into Jessica's tea, which is really important as well, is serving, training, um, fierce advocate. You know, because that's what you guys are all. You guys are fierce. You guys are women, not to mess with. Like you are powerful and you are beautiful and you are making a difference tonight. So we're going to get into the teamwork, the empower and action. And then we're going to jump into the second cup of tea. And we're going to go into the train, uh, serving training, fierce and advocate. So I'm going to start with you, Ivy, because you're right beside Jeff. So when you hear the words teamwork, empower and action, what comes to mind for you? I mean, teamwork is 
everything with Skull Games. The camaraderie is unreal. Everybody comes in and works together, and we're all split into teams, you know, all with the same end goal. And I think that that's what matters the most is that, yeah, I might be on a different team than Jessica or Candice, but if they had a question and I could help them figure out who's who the POI is, a uh, person of interest, or help them positively identify the victim, I'm on a separate team, but I'm still going to help them because we're all there for the same mm -hmm. end goal. So that's teamwork for me. And it's huge with school games. I mean, I can't speak enough about how much like, yeah, it's a game. But again, we're all there for the same reason. Um, I already forgot what the E was. <laughs> Empower. Empower. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I said this a little bit when I was sharing my story, but school games has literally empowered me and I'm sure Candace and Jess can speak to the same to find our passion in life and our path in life and go for it. And it empowers us to empower other survivors, other victims of the same situation um, to not let the past hold us back. Um, an advocate, I think, would be the same. Just being that voice that so many don't hear um and don't have like before i met anybody with skull games i didn't have that voice in fact the first time i did meet skull games i was like don't ask me about my story i'm not telling anybody um that's for me to know <laughs> but now i i feel like i have been given the opportunity to share that story and be that advocate to the other people that are hiding behind that veil and hiding behind and in the shadows of their past so and what about the action? When you hear the word action, what does it mean for you? Oh, geez. Just jumping in and doing something about it. We all hear of the stories of trafficking and we all hear about the stories of, of <clears throat> use. And, you know, you'll get the people that are like, yeah, don't do that. That sucks. That's terrible. You know, you shouldn't traffic people, but they're just sitting there. They're not doing anything about it. The action is jumping in and doing something to make that difference. Don't talk about the difference make the difference. I love it. I love it. Next, I'm going to go to Kansas. I'll give you the same three words, teamwork, empower, and action. What they mean for you? So teamwork for me is just being able to show up for the people who's showing up for me, right? Um, making myself available to do whatever it is that needs to be done. Rather, it's helping to identify the POI. Rather, it's um, talking somebody into taking just a five-minute reset break because mm -hmm. we're constantly in front of these computers seeing a lot of raw material and um a lot of it is very triggering you know or rather it's pet an arrow because i need a little break right um, <laughs> uh, to just even just any of it all of it all of it hey can somebody help me with this you know and so you'll see five people going over there trying to help with that one thing or hey does anybody have a way we can run this you know and somebody's speaking up we've got so many different tools so many different it's just platforms that people are able to utilize like it's just it's like i'm blown away blown away like seriously like i feel smart i feel like i'm really smart when i'm at school game uh, you are <laughs> <laughs> the um what was the e empower i'm telling you 
Empowering. That was a hard one for them, Jeff. Empowering. I was trying to wait for it to come across the bottom here, but uh, empowerment definitely is working with the other survivors. These girls and act me every time. And Ivy, like, she has freaking hit the ground running with the skull games. She really has. And Jessica, the work that she does, like, I was. These are two cover-ups that I had gotten done. And um, just knowing that I don't never have to look at that anymore, you know, ever again, you know, just the work that these women are doing, it, it's phenomenal. It is phenomenal. And um, it's nothing short of miraculous either because we wake up every day. Every day we wake up to choose the fight. And we choose the fight with all we've got, you know, Um and the awareness part, definitely for me, um, the awareness is very important, especially um, educating like youth, the youth. It's very important that, you know, like this is the biggest brothel. Your phone is the biggest brothel. Like you can, like Jeff said one time, you can get on there and you can order up a girl like you're ordering up a pizza, you know, um, and it shouldn't be like that. Um kids nowadays, the social media platforms, not knowing who you're talking to. If you don't know them, you don't know them. You know, it's very important that family and parents know who their kids are communicating with online, you know, because the first time um, a kid 14, 15, 13 years old, their parents are going through a divorce or the first time their mom won't get them the new iPhone 14. They get on social media and say, oh, my parents are the worst. I hate them because, you know, there is a predator on the other end who is looking for those vulnerabilities that will say, hey, I'll get you that new iPhone. And the hook is in. Right. The mm -hmm. hook is in. And so it's very important on the awareness part that families are educating themselves. Be all in your kids mix. I'm telling you, be in their mix. It's very important, you know, because where you don't think it's happening, it's happening. It's happening. One in five girls, one in five girls are being propositioned online right now as we speak. One in five. Wow. And Jessica, I'm going to get to you. Teamwork, empower, and action. What they mean for you. Did you hear, did you hear that, Candice? The A is action. action. Awareness too. I was about to jump to awareness. Well, it says teaching educational awareness. So that's the with this Liz, silly. That's funny. So I'm just gonna echo what everybody else has said when it comes to teamwork with school games. Like it doesn't matter what team you're you're on. We all work to collectively together. So if I'm on, say, team three, and then team one is like, hey, I got this tattoo. Jess, can you help me? And I can just jump up from my table, from my team, go over there to help them out, even though we're on different teams. So we're working all together for one goal, as everybody has already said. So I feel like I'm just repeating. But sometimes when you repeat things, right, it gets in your head. So I want people to hear that, that we're working as a team. And that's what's awesome about school games is that we all come together to make something happen and... So E would be, what was, I don't remember E. Empower. Empower. Literally every one of us. <laughs> it's the middle um, of the I'm, cup, right? It's the middle I'm, of the cup. 
I'm, I'm honestly like empowerment has so many different things. And for me, but like, I feel empowered working with school games. Like I, I went to a task force event where it was a smaller group of people. And I like, I didn't, I didn't want to leave. I know I had to go home to my kids, but I was like, one more, one more. We got to see one more, like, that's trying to buy kids, like go to jail. Like I was like, please, can I just like, what? It was, it was, it was a way that I felt it was healing for me, even though it's been years, it's been, it was healing to just watch people being held accountable because I never got justice. And so because of statutes of limitations, I will never get justice. And so I, to, to be able to be a part of a team and see them empower us. And then we in return empower them as well, because they're learning from us and we're learning from them. So it goes right back to the T word, right? Teamwork. Yeah. So empowerment and team, they go hand in hand with school games. And then um, A is not awareness. So what was A? It's action. <laughs> action. I mean, it, I mean, it goes, it literally goes all together. So with action, like we're not just sitting around going, Oh, what, let's talk about this. Let's do another trafficking one-on-one and let's talk about the same thing over and over for eons and eons. We're actually putting our boots on the ground and making things happen. It's not just talking about it and beating the same drum. It's actually putting our feet on the ground and making stuff happen. And so action is a huge part of school games. And I'm so honored to be able to be on their team and serve with them. Um, it is empowering it's teamwork it's action sometimes it's when the survivors get together after school games and we go get peanut butter chocolate ice cream together <laughs> like right like that's my favorite part yeah Can I, my like, action? I got my yeah. action ready <laughs> just like rewind well the action also for the school games like there's nothing more empowering teamwork than when I've spent a weekend at Skull Games identifying women from Kansas City area and then go with the HSI and law enforcement. We do a sting operation. And that same woman that I had identified over that weekend comes into the room because she'd been called in and baited. Sorry, that was my cat's tail. <laughs> <laughs> she com comes into the room because police have got her to come in and knowing everything about this girl, because I've done, did all the work, right? I know who she is. I know you, not just from the OSINT point, but also from the personal point, right? And seeing these girls walk in, there's nothing more actionable than that. Skull Games is doing the damn thing, excuse my language, but they are putting words with action. And I've never worked with another organization other than Value Unconditional that is doing that. Yeah. Ever. To piggyback on that, I think it's important to note that Skull Games is like a weekend event where we all kind of come together either virtually or in person. And we all just like sit at that computer and we're doing nothing but do -do 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 the whole weekend. But after that, the work doesn't stop. Skull Games mm -hmm. goes out. They put that paperwork on the desks of law enforcement who are then going out and recovering these women and putting the men behind bars. So it isn't just a weekend where we're all sitting in front of a computer. There's so much action behind that that I think needs to be noted and, and needs to be heard. Yes. And I think this is just an awesome cup of tea because it brought you guys all together. Like you all piggybacked off of each other and you all supported each other. So the teamwork was there tonight. Like 
You know, three little words makes a I'm difference. It brings people together, you know. <laughs> so, Jeff, I want to go to you. What what does teamwork, empower, and action mean to you, Jeff? Well, I mean, Liz, you nailed it. I mean, you're 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 seeing it. It's encapsulated right right here on on this screen. You know, this this, this is the team. Um, you know, your listeners are getting to know a little bit about these women. Uh, what they've what they've endured, the, the individual stories they have, would have would have broken many. And there are a lot of women out there that don't make it. They get murdered. They kill themselves. They overdose on drugs. Um, these these three women have survived. Um, you're just getting a tiny piece of their story. But I, I think what what's interesting in this empowering side of it is look at them. You wouldn't know because they're strong and they're smart and they're capable and they're turning right back around and lending out that hand uh, to these women and kids and girls that are that are still trapped in this. And they are and they are putting up their fists to these predators, you know. So I, I, I it is it, it, this little action that we did here with this with this tea time, Liz. You know, being able to introduce these three women to your listeners. I hope there's much more. If there's anyone out that's out there listening and and you want to get. Any of these women, I do podcasts all the time, right? All the time I do them. And I, I, Liz, this one was, you know, this, you, you really created an environment where this really, this really worked and fit and want to encourage you to have any of these women back uh, to talk to them more in depth about their story. There are more survivors that are, that are working with us. Uh, Michelle was supposed to be here as well. Our Intel director. Um, she was, she's kind of the, what did we have? The, the fifth musketeer. That doesn't make sense. Uh, but her, her and arrow, but uh Liz, they're in Colorado right now. They were doing training. Um, they were training law enforcement in Colorado. They just concluded operations in Colorado. So like uh, like Ivy was saying, right now we come together maybe every three months. Maybe we can get get uh, some of these, this crew together maybe every other month. But we, we need to be together every month. You know, we need to be working multiple times a month where, where they don't have to worry about where their paycheck's coming from. You know, what what, what they have to worry about is – Who's next? Who's next? Who's next? Um, so, yeah, I appreciate you shining a light on this. And really, again, I can't say enough how proud I am to introduce you to these three women. Well, I am honored to be able to share your stories on my platform and to get the awareness out there. You guys are amazing. I've seen the teamwork all together, you know, all just uh, supporting one another with just words. And that's what tea is all about, right? It's the transformation empowerment in action, right, is what we bring when we serve our teas, when we bring our true authentic selves to the table. And we had some tears tonight. We had some laughs tonight. And we also brought some awareness, you know, and that's what we need to do is we need to start having these real raw material shows out there, you know, get the awareness out there, get the education out there. Um, and I love the tea that uh, Jessica gave us also serving and training um, fierce advocate. You know, that's what all three of you guys did tonight. You guys were trained to be voices for tonight's show, you know, and you're sharing your stories was that real raw, authentic voice that you were able to share with all of us. So I want to thank all of you guys for joining me and uh, Jessica, the work that you're doing with the, the 
the tattoos. Amazing, amazing work. Candice, thank you so much for bringing a voice. 25 years, and look at her. She's smiling tonight. And that's one thing I noticed about all of you beautiful ladies is that you're smiling tonight. And I bet you, you haven't smiled in years. So, like, I really want to thank you for sharing those smiles as well. Ivy, thank you for sharing. Your first time, and you're a rock star. Like, yeah. you keep sharing, right? She is. <laughs> you know, and Jeff, thank you for giving me the opportunity to share your platform. Uh, for any of my listeners out there, if you're watching a replay, push hashtag replay. Let us know where you're tuning in from so we know. And if you know of somebody that is in any danger or anything and you'd like to reach out to Skull Games, you know, and speak to the amazing voices tonight on the platform, go ahead. Reach out to Miss Liz and I'll give you, I'll, I'll send you over to Jeff and Jeff will find you some resources in that as well. Uh, check out uh, Atlantic Redemption Inc. The incredible work that your uh, business is doing, your organization is doing, Jessica. I mean, education, the youths, the services. Uh, there's a lot. Go check out the website. Check out the websites. As you've seen, skullgames.io is the website. Make a donation. If you'd like to make a difference in someone's life, that's how you can take the action. $5 for every listener out there. If we could get $5 we can make a difference. And that's taking action because $5 leads to $10, $10 leads to $20, you know, and that's how we make it. I really want to get some funding for Skull Games out there. So if you're looking for an organization that you would like to support and make a difference, not just talk, but do the walk, put your boots on and let's take some action together and let's spill some real good strong tea. And let's see where Skull Games takes us next year. Liz, uh, we got Liz, we got to get Candice that gold tooth. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, right? <laughs> the real gold tooth. And we'll have you back on, Candice, so you can share that gold tooth with all of us. But uh, any final words that you guys would like to share with us tonight before we wrap up? So I'm going to start with, uh, I'm going to start with Jessica. At the bottom. <laughs> I was like, start with Ivy. Well, no. <laughs> Well, <laughs> um, I just want to say thank you for allowing us to be on here today uh, or this evening um, for listening to each one of our stories, for hearing about the impactful work that Jeff started, um, that we all have the honor to be a, a part of and to work collaboratively together. Um, I'm just grateful for the opportunity to, to share this moment with you guys and um, for all your listeners, please um, support Skull Games in the work that they're doing. I'm going to go over to Ivy. I think um, I just want to do like a huge shout out to um, anybody that is in a situation that we have all come from. Um, I think it's easy to feel like you're sitting in the dark by yourself. And so I just I want to take this opportunity to let you know that there is organizations out there that are searching for you. We're doing our very best to, you know, help you recover and, and we're doing our very best to find you and put them in behind bars. So there's hope. So if you're listening to this, just hang in there and reach out to, you know, the organizations in your community and do your research and find out what is available to you so that you can get out of that situation and donate to school games because if they go under, we can't help you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go over to you, Candace. So absolutely support Skull Games. We got swag at our website, <laughs> some t-shirts, we got phone covers, so we got all kinds of stuff. Come check us out on Skull Games IO. Um, 
every little bit counts, you guys. Every little bit counts. Um, if you don't know what to do to help, that's that's the best thing that you can do for us right now. Absolutely. Yep. And I'm going to go to you, Jeff. Well, I'm going to echo a little bit what Ivy said. You know, the if there are any women out there, again, even in the situation that you talked about, Liz, that uh, that are being abused and, and exploited, hang in there. You, you, you can see that there's life afterwards. These these three shining faces, like you said, these strong, powerful women, there's there's life. You just you just got to take it minute by minute, hour by hour, day by day. And then I would add for the abusers out there, we're coming for you. And the and these three women, they're smiling and they're nice and they're polite. But they're well, we're gangsters. They're gangsters. <laughs> they're gangsters. Well, got my fist up at you. <laughs> well, I really want to thank you guys for joining me tonight because it has been a blast. And just getting a little bit of education and awareness out there and taking the action can make a difference. So for all the listeners out there, if you want to find out more about Skull Games, check out their website. Uh, check out uh, Atlantic Redemption Inc.'s website. Check them out on social media. You can find them all on Miss Liz's Facebook page. I have put out a lot of posts so you can reach out to them. And again, if you'd like to know more and you'd like to volunteer, you'd like to take part, reach out to Jeff because Jeff, Jeff has people. And, you know, when we start sharing and we start supporting one another, we make a difference in our own backyards. So let's start taking care of our backyards and let's make a difference. So... I want to thank you all, and I will see everybody back at the same time, same place next Thursday with two new TEAs, and we're going to wrap up February. And the press release for March guests is going to be out on the 24th, so you can check out all of March guest lineup that's coming on Tea Time on Miss Liz's website at www.misslizesteatime.com. And if you'd like to know more, just reach out to Miss Liz. I'm always just a cup of tea away. So until then, I will wish you guys all a good night and I'll see you next Thursday, same time, same place. And we'll do it all over again. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks. Liz.